as your mace crashes into the form of Levistus, let us take the camera back up to the top of the tower where Irolathas is battling against Gon and Zalfiz. So, guys, can you roll me initiative, please? Do we have to? <laughs> Neither of us want to be here right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no! I got a 12. I got a one, but I did get given another advantage. Yeah, it's a good call. It's a good call. <laughs> that 20. <laughs> wow. Okay. I have advantage because of my helm of awareness. So okay. I rolled two. And with mine, I got 15 total. Nice. Okay. So um, go on. You're first. You're facing off against a demi-lich. Um, I mean, does it look like we have a choice? Is this going to be a fight? We're not. He tries diplomacy. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 yeah, I'll try that. Uh, we're not. Sorry, we're not here to. We're not aggressors here. We're not. We, we're trying to find our friends. They, they got in here before us. We're looking for the Mithilar. Uh Orb, help us. <laughs> this thing is probably gonna. I'm kind of. This thing is probably gonna try to kill the orb. By the way, Zalfus takes out. I was like just. Yeah, holds it up uh, in his left hand out of his satchel and shrugs at God and going, like, looking at him going, why aren't you hitting them? The uh, the orb speaks up. He goes, yes, uh, right, right, he, uh, I will ask that. Uh, I am the Professor Orb, Professor Scant from the library. I am a member of your of your cohorts. Please, please don't, 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 don't kill us. And I need one of you to roll me a, pers- uh, a persuasion check. It sounds like that's what you're trying to do. Uh, how are you for persuasion there? I, uh, I, I, I'm not very charismatic, but I feel I'm probably more charismatic than you. I have plus one. I've got minus one, so... <laughs> there you go. I thought so. Nine. He, he doesn't seem massively persuaded, to be honest. Um, and he launches forward, and you can see that he is readying a spell. So as he does that, I'm going to, I drop the staff beside me and I'm going to use my new level 10 ability where I uh, shape change into a fire elemental. Wow. Um, which is pretty cool. And I'm just going to launch at him and attack. Zalfiz is startled as he's never seen this happen before. He's just this <laughs> human torch Flame on before I change. <laughs> I get a multi-attack, so two uh, touch attacks. Okay, so his uh, arm class is 20. Uh, that's 22. And nice. Nat 20. Oh, <laughs> nice. Okay. This is going to do a lot of damage because I also get the plus two D6 with the crown of thorns that I'm wearing that will also be fire damage. Uh, are these magical attacks they count as? Yes, they're magical attacks. So crit will be full damage plus damage. Let's do that. Okay, so full damage will be 24. Yep. So, and then plus another 46. Uh, That's so lost. 24 (laughs) plus 13 is 37 total. Wow, okay. Um, This kind of like rending burn tears across his skull and dust flies everywhere as this ancient... Um, the ancient bone is torn asunder, but it's still held together by the, either the will or the magic that sustains it. And he arcs towards you. 
um, the magic that he's building spraying in all directions. Um, do you have any more that you can go? Uh, well, I, I, I roll my other attack, but there's also, um, if the target is a creature or a flammable object, it ignites. I don't know if the skull can catch fire. But... No, unfortunately not. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I just got to roll for my other damage then, which is just 46 plus 3. So that's another 18. Wow, okay. Um, like, it's looking really quite damaged, which is pretty incredible. 55 damage total in that roll. So it has legendary actions, this creature. Ah, shit. Um, so this, the, the, the spell that you've half disrupted, the, the magic from it tears towards you. I need you to make me a DC 15 constitution saving throw. Ugh, seven. Okay, so you take um, 10 points of damage and that actually reduces your hit point maximum. Uh, Zalfiz, it's your go. So how far away is this thing from us? It's within 30 feet. He's about 10 foot off the ground. Like, I could probably punch this thing, right? Uh, sorry, 5 foot off the ground because he's just come up from the floor. Okay, a jumping punch. I'm going I'm gonna <laughs> to Ryu jumping uppercut this thing with my ring of the ram. And I'm finally get this thing to work, hopefully. How many How many um, things are you using of it? Oh, I'm going to use two. Charges is the word I was looking for. Yes, charges. Uh, 22 to hit. 22 hits. <laughs> nice. As this like, this what, semi-transparent ram flies from your finger and crashes into it. Oh, God, no. Uh, I'm using two, so it's going to be 4d10 force damage, and it's pushed, crucially pushed five feet away, which seems insignificant. <laughs> this poor skull is just like, get out of my library, and we're like, ugh. Uh, 16 damage total. Skull is cracked in, in different parts. Magic is leaking from it. Um, dust is flying in all directions, and suddenly the dust begins to swirl around it, um, filling the room almost. Um, this cloud of dust begins to sort of push into your through your skin, through into your mouth, into your eyes. I need you both to make me uh, DC 15 Constitution saving throws, or you'll be blinded. Um, I'm pretty sure I'm immune to that kind of stuff. Yeah, I think you probably are, but South is won't be. Cool, thanks. <laughs> I'm, I'm just a big ball of fire. <laughs> <laughs> I rolled a nine total. Um, I'm going to have a flash of genius and realize I can, like, elven boots behind a pillar. Will that be enough, though? What, take you to 15? Oh, is it 15, no, is it? Sorry. Yeah, it's 15, no. So you're you're now blinded, um, as it's sort of clutching your eyes as these stinging skull shards pour into you, your eyes. You've been given advantage on. Fantastic. I and you're now immune to this effect now. Uh, with a flash of inspiration, that will give me 17. Thank God. Thank you, Jess. And now it's the Lich's actual go, and it begins to howl. This blood-curdling scream is one of the reasons why Demi-Liches are, are so feared. Um, and this howl begins to pull apart your very beings. You need to make a DC 15 constitution save or die. Does that mean my fire elemental dies or I die? <laughs> Well, well, we'll see if you pass, then I'll tell you how the mechanic works. I got a 12. Oh, I got a nat 20. So you are now both frightened. You can't move willingly towards the source of your fear. You are terrified of this creature that begins to float towards you, and gone, it's your round. Sorry, do I have that with the crisp? Yes, yeah, so okay. this is what cool. you have on a, fail, on a, on a pass. 
I mean, I was already attacking it, so I was in within melee range. So am I moving away from it, or am I still next to it? Um, so frightened to the end of its next turn, so it's for this whole round. Um, if you can't move closer towards its sphere... Um, Do I have to move away from it? No, not in the rules, no. So you okay, then I will, I will attack it again uh, twice at disadvantage, I guess. Yeah. Uh, these are. This is for the first one at disadvantage. The, the, the misses. I didn't get twenty. And this is the second one at disadvantage. I definitely don't hit. It's so as the fire elemental, I'm just like lashing out blindly, just like <laughs> trying to swing at it. But like, I'm also terrified of this. Like that. Like the noise is just kind of like you see the flames are like not strong and like roaring like they were before. They're kind of like getting smaller and like kind of weaker. And at the end of it, end of your go, it's going to use a lens reaction to energy drain you. So you take another ten points of damage, which comes off your maximum. And self is it's your round. This skull is literally uh, an organic skull. Like it's not made of something else, is it? Seems to be a skull, although its its eyes uh, set into them are these tiny blue sapphires, which glow with this incredible piercing light. Okay, cool. I'm going to cast shatter um, behind it. So on a fail, it takes half damage. I'm going to stop you there because it's going to use its legendary resistance to um, automatically succeed on the spell, and it's going to use its avoidance, which means if it succeeds on the spell, it takes no damage at all. So this explosion goes behind it, and and the the spell reverberates around the room. Books fly off the shelf, the desk is destroyed, and the, the grinning skull floats towards you through the carnage. And as a as a bonus action. All right, can I just put down my bag of holding and open it up and Lady Penguin rolls out? Of course, yeah, absolutely. Okay, let's see if it can use its howl again because there's a recharge for it. So let's roll a five or a six. Oh, hang on, that's the wrong map, um, wrong thing, wrong roll 20. It gets a three, so it can't howl, so it's going to energy drain, um, which is a different spell. Um, so the Demi-Lich... Um, targets both of you can you make a DC 19 constitution constitution oh yeah that's no problem at all I can do that all day is energy drain like what type of damage is it is it just an energy drain there isn't an actual type of damage is there no it's not a type ooh I got a 20 oh no it is uh, necrotic damage necrotic lovely that's not good to me at all Uh, (laughs) constitution you said was it yeah Yeah, I got 20 so Zelfiz you take 22 damage which um, it's like an arc goes from the skull or the skull's grinning mouth arcs towards both of you and it begins to suck your life force from you um, the 22 points of damage it does to Zalfir's almost completely heals it um, and takes another 11 points of healing from gone um, it is now looking much much better so any damage that it does to does to you heals it and it's the top of the round gone uh, am I still frightened or is that over now? Yeah, you're not frightened anymore. Okay, <clears throat> so I am going to uh, move up and attack the skull again in my fire form. Um, 2d20 plus 6 for my first attack. Uh, that is a... neither of them hit. Wow. <laughs> but I am next to it, so if it, it should be taking fire damage in the next turn okay. anyway. Okay, so you're going to roll that damage then. 1d10. 10. Nice. 
Oh, really good. Okay, um, it's going to energy drain you again, Gone. So that's a DC 15 constitution save, where you take um, your maximum hit points is again reduced by 10. Um, that is a 15 on the button. Zalfiz with Lady Pen. So he's going to frantically just um, drop to one knee, take out his multi-tool, and um, adjust just the side of Lady Penguin's head. You see the cannon come out of her beak, and he's going to change it to um, a cone of fire. And then as a bonus action, I'm going to put a 15-foot cone of fire um, towards the skull and the fire elemental, which I assume was <laughs> Nice. Okay. Dex save of 17. How dexterous is a skull, I wonder? Dexterity uh, plus five. So natural ah, twenty to so twenty-five. <laughs> it takes no damage on a uh, on a on a fa- on a pass save. Fly around out of the way. It takes a body and slams it in the ground in frustration. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> yeah. What is with this guy? <laughs> or what is with this guy? <laughs> uh, and so gone another DC fifteen Constitution. Oh no, I can't use that. So it's cloud of dust again. But again, both of you are now immune to this because you both succeeded on it. Um, so on its go, it's going to try and cast the Howl. Um, it's now stood between the both of you, floating about six foot above the ground. Let's see if it can recharge it. Five or six. Five. Ah, oh, for fuck's sake. Okay, so I need you both <laughs> to make me constitution saves. You need to get 19, a... Fif- no, it's 15 for this one. Oh, but great. if you fail, then you um, you get reduced to zero hit points. Oh, for fuck's sake. I got a two plus three. I got... This is a con save, you said, right? Yeah, 15. Uh, I, I I got 11, uh, plus 5 for my last flash of inspiration. <laughs> gives me 16. I hope we'll have a bigger boss after this. I'm sure it'll be fine. This incredible how echoes around the chamber. Um, gone. if you're reduced to zero hit points, aren't you taken back into your I normal just go back form? to gone form. Correct, yeah. Um, so you're, you're thrown aside. Um, Zelfiz, you've sort of managed to pull yourself um, together, but you still take... Uh, or you're, you're still frightened, so you're both frightened. So I'll just I get rid of my elemental form and I'm back in gone form? Yeah. And suddenly you hear this crash from down below the tower. This reverberating explosion that seems to rock the 1,500-foot-high structure you're within. You're thrown from your feet. The books pile off the wall. Um, And let us travel down to see exactly what's happened. So, Graham, you are lying in the ice. You are freezing cold. You open your eyes through, I guess, like the frost that's forming around them. The room is dark, lit only by the dully glowing Mithilar, and Kestra stands above you, holding an enormous glowing mace. And you are you, you're no longer Levistus. Whoa, 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 whoa. Kestra? She takes a second, realises that Graham is back, puts the mace up on her shoulder and with her other hand offers her hand out to him. Thank you. Come on, get up off the cold floor. It's no good for you. And she'll she'll immediately cast Create Bonfire, noticing that, <laughs> you know, he looks cold for the first time that she's seen him in ages look cold. Um, and she'll, once he's up, she'll cast that. 
and set the mace, like stump the mace down into the ice beside her. So the mace is now like burning with this blue fire, fire as within it is trapped the soul of Levistus. Very cool. Yeah, no, I, I need to, like, I'm just, and I'm actually putting my coat on properly. None of this topless business anymore. I'm like, <laughs> fucking <laughs> freezing, isn't it? <laughs> Welcome to the world for the rest of us, buddy. Yeah. But, uh, needless to say, whatever deal you had with him, she points at the mace, probably doesn't stand anymore. So if uh, you owed him anything, I think No, I mean, in fact, he owed me something. He owed me a wish. Prick. <laughs> I mean, he's still rattling about in there, and he is a devil, so whatever he owes you, he still owes you. Right, uh, we should probably find, uh, Z- yeah, Zalfiz and Engon. Um, We're probably going to have to explain this, because otherwise this is going to look really, really dodgy, you know? If they ask, we'll explain. How about how we leave it at that? We'll- yeah, yeah. She'll pick the mace back up and swing it over her shoulder, quite pleased with herself at this blowing, glowing blue fire. We need to find out where they went. Where did Gon and Zalfis go? I don't know if we can. I mean, this place is huge, Mm. but there is something we still have to do. If I was giant in blue, what would I do? (laughs) we are no use to them though if we can't raise the city and open up the ice above us that is true any suggestions i can she pulls out the the codicil again i can crack open the ice but it's draining which means there's a chance you might have to be the one to raise the city you're still attuned to it right I believe so. Yeah, you can feel him within the Mithla. Since Levistus is passing, or since Levistus has been sealed in your mace, Graham is now um, a full voice within the chorus of voices within the Mithla. Should we try? Let's go for it. And she will very purposely plant the mace down in the ground again in between them. And just says, if this really takes it out of me, make sure that gets somewhere safe. Is it you or the mace that's holding The mace. Him? The mace. The mace. Okay. Well, Glacier. A bit of both. I'm sure it's fine. <laughs> she says without any confidence that it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, you'll probably need to get out from... Because right now you're under the tower. So you'll need to get into some open area um, to like somewhere within the city at least away from the tower so you can see the ceiling that you wish to um, remove using Oriel's spell she'll grab the mace then but she'll do the same thing when they find an open spot she'll she'll plant it down so it's easy for Graham to grab if he has to so there is a there is like a, a huge entrance way which you entered entered from so you you kind of walk through that tunnel um, towards the force field and you realise that you have full control of it now you control the mythala, you also control the force field and you part it with a thought and enter the city of Yithrin the, uh, the floating smoke and strange buildings um, kind of looming around you um, you look up at the cavern above and you realise that you are going to have to open up 
an incredible amount of ice to lift to make space for the whole city you're going to have to channel more life power than you've you've done before she just for a second shuts her eyes and she doesn't know if glassy can hear her but she she is not so much praying because that's not the relationship she has but it's almost being like give me the strength to do this please <laughs> just this one thing and she'll open her eyes again and go looking for the same page let's have that saving throw Fourteen. Okay, my now I'm remembering since last week. I, no, I think it was a fifteen that you needed to make. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> can I give my inspiration to someone else? No. You definitely can. Otherwise, it's forty-eight points of damage. <laughs> I rolled five sixes. <laughs> I'm going to give that uh, that gifted inspiration that I had to uh, to Kestra, and try and rally her together and be like, "Don't give up now. You've got this. Come on." How does inspiration work? I have no idea. How does inspiration work? It means you can re-roll your d20. Oh, okay. So, so yeah, that's that. The sixteen on its own beats. It's it's like with with the plus seven is some math. (laughs) So you take half damage. You only take twenty-four points of damage. If I hadn't have cast, if I hadn't cast false life, I'd be on one. (laughs) Jeez. Um, Jesus! I'm on eight hit points though. Ouch! So you reach up your your hand and channel the Frost Maiden's own power, and this like beam of radiant white energy bursts from your palm and strikes the ceiling above. And at first, it just rips through a palm-sized hole miles through the glacier. And you can picture above this this arc of power shooting into the sky above and cutting through the clouds of Oreo's rhyme. And then as you pump more and more energy of it, the the diameter widens. So first, as, as wide as your body, shooting up and ripping through the ice. And then as wide as the tower. And somehow you begin to draw on the Mithalaric self to channel this spell. And soon, the huge amount of power you're channeling cuts through the ice above and you can see clouds and for a moment you can see sky as the the pure powers burst away Oriel spell and you feel yourself collapsing to your knees you've done it you've cut your way free of the redhead glacier and Graham you look up and you see miles above you the clouds reforming above this perfectly cylindrical hole above you. And you, even though you're outside, you still control the Mithalar or you're one of the voices within it and if you wish to raise it, you can. Yes, Kestra, you've done it. Now just... And I close my eyes and try and attune, focus on the Mithalar and have it levitate the city again and bring it above the ice. Yeah, the whole city, which is at an angle, straightens and then begins to rise, first slowly, 
incredibly slowly. You can just, like a snail's pace, but it goes faster and faster and faster until it is shooting up this cylinder and into the night sky above Icewind Dale. And you are literally 100 meters below the roiling clouds. say that that energy then blasts and hits the rock that Oriole's riding on top of and it's no. <laughs> well if you wish to um, the Mithila can control weather it can over a, an area I think it's something 60 miles which is not all of Icewind Dale but certainly around you it can it can dispel Oriole's rhyme yes do that Yes, please. <laughs> and with a thought, it's gone. And you see the clouds peeling back. And above you is a perfect night sky. The clouds, tw- the stars twinkling above in a way that you've not seen in years. Can I, can I ask one thing, Joe? Of course, yeah. If, so the Mithlar is super magic Yeah. <laughs> Technical term for... <laughs> no, this is just a cheeky one that I'm going to ask someone at eight hit points. Can I use it to heal myself? Does it have that capability? Because Kestra doesn't have access to healing magics, but if this Mithalara is something else, can she draw on that? Um, it will take a arcane roll, arcana roll. You don't think that this is what it's intended to do, um, and if you fail, you will lose as many hit points as you're trying to heal. And the city will crash and crumble them. And you can choose how many D6 hit points you would like to try and heal. Now, just to point out, um, someone did give you uh, advantage in the uh, chat. This is really dangerous. If you lose, you die. You're asking somebody who likes to gamble if they want to gamble, and it's a... I feel like EA, this is terrible. That's a Uh... winning situation. Did you know you can buy our special currency? It's D6. But if you... <laughs> okay, I'm I'm gonna try and heal. I'm gonna try and heal twenty hit points. So no, it has to be D6s. Oh, it has to be D6s. So how? So that oh, would be what four D6 or how many D6s uh, would you like to heal? Let's go four D6. That sounds fun. Let's first do the four D6. Let's find out how much damage <laughs> or healing you're gonna get. 13. 13, okay. So, Arcana? Uh, so I'll use my advantage that I got given. Um, then I will add 6 to whatever's highest. Uh, 17 add 6 is going to be 23. You have succeeded. You have healed yourself yes. using the myth <laughs> Okay, 21 hit points. I'm less close to death. I'm, I'm happier about this. Meanwhile, in the the Tower of Viral, uh, the Library of Viralathas, um, the two of you are facing off against the Demilich. The city has not yet risen. Um, the it's still reeling from where Kestra struck Levistus with her mace. The lich went last, right? It did it, it howl. Yeah, we'll start the uh, top of the top of the round, so it's um, gone first. All right, so gone because he failed his save on the howl, uh, is back into his normal form. Uh, He's realizing that this is not going in any way good for them. <laughs> uh, 
noticing the staff on the ground next to him. <clears throat> he the staff he of knows, power. <laughs> yes. He, is 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 it is it safe enough to say that like this is a well known like just a mythical item that like lots of people would know of anyway. It's kind of like just like Excalibur of our of our world kind of kind of thing. Well, we passed we passed the Arcana check. He said we knew it. Oh, okay. Or we bought it. You're not the average commoner either. Like you're high-level adventurers at this stage, and I think we can assume certain knowledge is just known to you. So I know that this thing can um, is dangerous. Uh, Gon gets an idea in his head, uh, sacrificing the staff, but he also knows that uh, these things are, are super dangerous if broken. So he's going to shout to Zalfiz, like <clears throat> uh, Zalfiz, when I say it. I want you to shatter this staff with some of your magic. I, I, I think it's the only way that we can win this. Uh, very, very good. Yeah, that makes great. Like, can't believe you can't put it here, but yeah, great idea. <laughs> um, Gon is going to like throw the staff up towards where the skull is, and be like, now. And after he's thrown the staff, he's going to use the spell. Um, what spell was it again? Meld into stone and melt into the ground where he was standing. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. And basically try to, like, move away from where the skull and the staff are. Um, okay. Um, so the, the Demolich will get a, a, a legendary action before... To catch that. <laughs> before, well, before you... Before Zalfiz gets its go, and one of its legendary actions is flight, so it can fly up to half its speed. So it's going to basically realize what you're trying to. It can't understand you because it doesn't. It speaks Loras, which is an ancient language, but it does see that you're what you're trying to do. So it's going to fly. It's only 15 foot away, so it's trying to get away from the the um, the staff, and it's heading towards the uh, the room with the spindle in it. Um, Zalfiz, it's your go. The staff is flying through the air. It's going to be about 15 foot away from the Demi-Lich. What do you want to do? Zalfiz is going to give one of these kind of looks. He looks at the staff. He looks at where, is that, where Gom was. He looks at the staff. Realizes, uh, he like So in his mind, he's like, well, I'm losing this fight badly. Like, badly getting beaten up. This thing could kill me, but it'll definitely kill the skull. So his thought is try and break the staff and get as far away as possible, as quickly as possible. So he's going to cast Shatter, which is DC 17 and and, and any inorganic material. Let me just make sure I'm right. He takes double damage? Yeah, and I think for this, the rules for the re retributive strike, for this, it basically means you can break the staff over your knee or against a solid surface, and this is a crystal staff which is incredibly vulnerable to Shatter, so you don't need to roll it. It's just going to work. As that happens, as, like... I see the minute I see it to start to splinter and shatter, I'm going to immediately bonus action fifteen feet back behind like a pillar or column in the room if, or a bookshelf. Okay. Any bit of cover I can get with my um, boots of elven kind. So normally it would be a thirty foot sphere, um, for a normal staff of power. And anyone within it would have to make a DC seventeen save. Um, and on a fail save if they're thirty foot away would take um four times number of charges in the staff, which is 20, so it'd be 80 points of damage. But this one has zero charges. <laughs> it does no damage. This is the staff of Iralathas, which is a, a basically a more powerful staff. So 30 foot isn't going to be enough. In fact, even the concrete, not the concrete, the stone, the magical stone floor isn't going to be enough. 
Um, I'm going to ask Gon, because you've got basically a whole floor in between you. I need you to make me a dexterity 17 save, or you'll take the 80 points of damage, even though you've got a floor between you. I do have advantage, so I'm going to take that advantage. I take, I'm, I'm on zero HP. Graham, you are raising the city up. Yeah. You reach the peak. Um, you see Kestra be- beside you summoning the power of the Mithalar. And suddenly, there is an enormous explosion. This fiery incandescence, too, too much to look at implodes above you and the top of the Tower of Iralathas just disappears in this sphere of energy. It's just gone. Um, all that's left floating above the kind of like the severed burnt ends of the tower is this spindle which is just spinning in the air um, a thousand foot above you. And I need you both to give me perception checks. I think Kestra would just turn and be like, well, I think we found maybe where they are. I hope not. Before you roll as well, you also, the the Demi-Lich disappears from the consciousness of the Mithalar. It's just gone. doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> At least we succeeded in something. <laughs> we just erased him from existence. I rolled a 16. Okay. What did you get, Kestra? Nine. So with a 16 you see two forms falling down the side of the, the tower. And the tower is kind of sloped. So they, they fell towards it, thumped into it, and are now kind of like pinwheeling down the side of the tower again, a thousand foot above you. One seems burnt and blackened, and the other one seems whole. But again, at this distance, you can't really tell. I think that might be Zelfus and Gone. We should. I'm going to try and intercept where I think they're going to fall to, um, as fast as I can. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gone just flattens him. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to be there when they arrive. It's not like I'm trying to catch anybody. So he's only five feet from where we land. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It's them. <laughs> Kestra has a different thought upon hearing this, and that would be to try and use the Mithalar to create some kind of force barrier that they could sink through that would, like, slow them before they splat. You are aware that the Mithalar is running out of power, um, but you absolutely can do that, so um, give me... <laughs> I think she'd probably ask Graham to help her. She doesn't want to do this by herself. Give me She's an arcana roll. Um, if Graham's helping, you can you can roll with advantage. Yeah, no, I'm, I will assist, of course. It just didn't occur to uh, Graham and his smoother brain. To, uh... <laughs> I mean, to be fair, he's a rogue, not a spellcaster. So, yeah, like, no. spellcasters generally just like, is there magic yeah. for this problem? <laughs> if anything, he's probably thinking, should I stealth there or? No. <laughs> it's just... Is there any value on, on their bodies? Okay, so it's going to be uh, an 18 plus 6, so 24. Nice. You, you can craft anything you like out of force at this moment. So if you want to cast like a tube, if you want to cast like a... I think she uh, basically casts like a wide area of force. So they're not like hitting something solid, but as they come through, it like slows them gradually until they kind of thump to the ground. Like falling nice. through, I don't know, like custard or something. 
Something that okay. has an equally weird Cos feeling. Hel Helter Skelter. You went for magical <laughs> custers. <laughs> I was like, Graham didn't succeed, but he was thinking about a tube that would shoot them back up and then down and eventually <laughs> yes. off. With it. It's like the greatest water slider, or the greatest helter-skelter of all time. Yeah. Okay, so the two figures slide um, along this tube of force and come to rest next to you. The blackened form of Gone and the almost totally unharmed form of Zalfiz, who's conscious and fine other than you've got an incredibly hot pocket like there's something in there that's in your pocket which is actually burning you is it cinnamon hot pocket no no <laughs> <laughs> whoa 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 you, uh, you okay guys regardless of my pocket I see Gon basically not doing his best right I'm gonna run not over not doing his see... best yeah so Gon can I have your first death saving throw please? can I just point out one one? can I just point out one rule one rule about melding the stone uh, if the stone's if the stone's complete destruction expels you and deals 50 bludgeoning damage to me. So technically oh. I should still be on 6 HP. Oh, then then Gone is conscious and on 6 HP. I, I apologize. I've, I've missed okay, And I don't you. have to spare it. I missed your spell. Can I use I, the, I, I the, the, the mythologue to heal him? <laughs> <laughs> I go over and like, you as he's roll laying down, just low five him. <laughs> oh. Nice. Uh, where the hell have you guys been? We fought a, a, a skull. Yeah. Oh, we made friends with it. Yeah. Seems uh, easier. We did that you've, to it. <laughs> he just won. points up to what was the tower. You've I... one less friend. <laughs> Maybe well, three. Well, that's why his consciousness disappeared, I guess, then. And she'll turn to look at Graham. Yeah. She'll pick up the mace that she had that's glowing blue. You're like, so I wasn't entirely honest with you, but uh, Levistus isn't a problem anymore. And she kind of waves it about with this blue glowing fire. Have I noticed that my cold resistance is gone? You probably do now, yeah. You have um, yeah, yeah. you feel much, much colder for the first time in months. Hold, hold on, hold on, just so we're clear. You're all in cahoots with Levistus. I told you this, <laughs> South is. We talked about this. I was in cahoots against Levistus, if that's okay, so anything you, to go you by. You wouldn't kind of trust. If I rub your mace, will he give me three at wishes? This, at this stage, Gon is looking around and is like, wait, the, the, the rhyme is gone. The mythologue can clear it, at least for a while. But also, Graham, if he owes you something, he should still have to give it to you. Are you sure? Everyone, we, we have to be ready. Ariel, Ariel's going to be here soon. I mean, I can. Ariel's going to be here? Yes. Okay, hand me that mace. Um, uh, I cast... Shall hand the mace over to Graham? <laughs> Some of us have already killed a semi-demon god thing. We don't need to find another one. Gone is going to cast Mass Cure Wounds on everyone which is 3d8 plus 5 for anyone who needs it. That's 20, 20 HP for everyone there. The, the max HP has been drained. Does that stay drained? Until we take a long rest? Yeah, so if you've had a max HP spell cast on you, um, that's 10 that's gone for good until you've done a long rest. Uh, it's only one in my case. Okay. And if anyone wants to heal using short rest mechanics, you absolutely can now. Oh, I absolutely will too. Wait, how does short rest mechanics work? It's been so long since I've had to use them in D&D. Uh, in D20, there's an option there where you can click short rest and it pops up and shows you. You should all check out D20, guys, and get them and get them to sponsor us. So I'm going to use this short rest period to try and communicate with Le uh, Levitus inside the mace. You are very, very aware of the personality, the, the raw personality that's trapped within this mace. Mm. And it definitely has the shape of Levistus. And you can feel that his power is bound within it 
and under the mace's control. But he's also non-communicative. It's almost like he's sleeping or paralyzed. If I try and say something to him, is there any way he can, like, I, is there equivalent to a blink? Can he shake the mace? I was like, sh I'm like, um, shake the mace if you can hear me. Um, so it'll be a charisma roll. So if you give me a charisma roll. That is a 19. So what are you saying? What am I saying? I'm saying, Levitus, you owe me a wish. I did free <laughs> you. Now, I know you can probably hear me. And if you can, I want you to shake the mace twice. You feel him stirring as you force your personality into the mace. And you almost end up in a battle of wills against him and you. And you feel that for that moment, you have control. But he is hurt, mortally wounded on the edge of death. And it's not that he's unwilling, it's more that he is unable. Well, he's a bit useless then, isn't he? <laughs> hmm. I don't think he's going to be able to help us, Kestra. It's worth a try. I mean, he owes you something. I'm sure I'd like to think my patron wouldn't deny you what he owes you. Hmm. Especially if it weakens him even further to try and give it to you. Hmm. It's worth a try. I can ask him, um, can you teach me how to deflect spells with my sword? He can do it once a day, so I'm trying to see if I can learn that. Yeah. <laughs> um, you, you feel something change within you. Mm -hmm. You feel like this onrush of power. And you're not sure if it has been granted or not, but you think it has. You feel that part of him now rests within you. And I hand the mace back to uh, Kestra going, I'm not sure if it did anything, but you know. Well, she'll she'll pick the mace back up and sling it over her shoulder. She'll shake it a little bit. She probably knows that does nothing, but in her head, he's like trapped <laughs> inside of it. She just feels a bit better about it. It's like a She's really game. petty like that. <laughs> and, uh, and and during this short rest, actually, so Zalfiz, you were kind of reaching into your pocket, and what the, what is this thing that's burnt you? Yeah, just to get everyone to say what's doing later, I'm going to change the penguin to the protector cannon, and she goes around doing one d eight plus five to people. I think it's not how many uses she has; she only has fifty. I'm hardly going to use fifty spells in it, but that should heal everyone up. She can pot around like a Florence Nightingale penguin. Oh, you're doing that now? I'm all yeah. healed up. Okay. okay, I think everyone's healed up, right? Or um, I was uh, like eight. Uh, I'm I'm nine HP off being full, so. Well, there you go. Okay. If you want to just roll two Sorry, eight or whatever. That's your cool cinema moments. I just interrupted. Sorry. <laughs> so as as you reach into your pocket and withdraw this this like it's now warm, almost too painful to touch, but still it's cooling, and it's. Nimsy's coin, the lucky coin that you were given in in Bryn Shanda, it's now it's it's basically melted and deformed, but somehow this coin has taken on all the power of the staff of power, uh, staff of power's destruction, and deflected it away from you. The only thing that's left you with is an incredible burn in the shape of. I'd like to think like a halfling's head. Nimsy's head. <laughs> yes, yeah, branded like a upon of Nimsy's head. <laughs> yeah, like if the queen's head in the back of a coin uh, in England. Yeah. It's just Nimsy's head in where is he? Everwood or somewhere. Uh, Lonelywood. <laughs> uh, uh, 
he just looks at it and kind of just under his breath goes, uh, like, ah, I can't say And like, he'll put it into his bag of holding rather than his pocket to give back to Nimzy if he ever sees him again. So the the square that you're in is this sort of open space around the tower. And the tower itself is burning with arcane energy, which is bursting into the sky and sending out these pulses. And with each pulse, it pushes back the clouds of Aureal's spell. As you're kind of having this conversation and talking amongst yourselves and healing and, and what have you, um, the temperature suddenly drops and you see in the distance an enormous rock, this bird of gigantic proportions flying towards you or flying towards the city and on its back the hunched form of a twisted owlbear snow white with glowing eyes the floor beneath you begins to be coated in rime and snow despite the fact there are no clouds begins to fall and flurry around you the wind begins to pick up and you realise that Oriel is on her way. Can I kind of mutter a prayer to um, uh, uh, Melar Talos Numberly? Just like a quick prayer, just being like, if you guys are going to show up, now is when we need you. The ice um, on the floor around you is beginning to form into these, and it's not just near you, but it's all around you. Um, form into these figures these you see them first in the snow in the wind outlined but the snow gathers around them building their forms into these 30 foot high golems made from snow and as each one forms they begin to march slowly in the direction of the Mithilar oh dear so how how many do you say we see? Where you are now, you can see two. Um, you're between them and the Mithalar, but you know there are others around around you that you can see are sort of off streets. Um, I'd like you to roll initiative. You realise that Oriel is attempting to end the spell caused by the Mithalar, and her first, her first defence or attack are these snow golems. This is in the city, not below us, right, Joey said? No, no, these are in the city. They're in the street, so it's the snow that's sort of falling around you is forming into these 30-foot-high golems. I I believe, Graham, it is you with a a mighty 28. So I'm still um, synced in with the... uh, with the city, right? Yeah. And these golems are a part of the city's defence? No, so these are being formed by Aureal's spell. So they're, they're forming from the snow that's being conjured by her as she arrives. Um, and then they are marching towards the Mithalar. I mean, right now there's a force field surrounding it, so maybe maybe that's going to be enough. I do recall on our way in, when we were going through these tunnels, you did mention there was these giant golems. Uh, oh, sorry. So these were they were iron golems, not iron snow golems. golems. Yeah. yeah. But uh, are those iron golems still on the city? Um, give me an arcana roll, see if you can sense one. Okay. This just feels like a smart thing to do. If the city should have defences of some kind, I hope. <laughs> I forgot 13. these were a thing. 13. Yeah. 
I, I love the fact that you were paying attention, so I will give you an, an advantage. I will give you inspiration. So I'm not, I'll give you inspiration. You don't have to use it on this, but you have inspiration for, for okay. remembering that it's fact. It's so out of character recording. for Kurt. Yeah, yeah. I'll, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to try again. I just, okay. I just think this is a good idea. There we go. 21. Mm. Okay, so your awareness <laughs> stretches across, uh, across the city, and you feel its ancient de defenses, mostly slumbering. In fact, mostly broken, but there is one. One headless golem, maybe seven or eight streets over in the marketplace, lying on its back. In fact, it's the one that you saw the head of its yeah. body is is in the city, lying on its back, and there you can still control it. Ooh, so I'm sending a message to it. It has some level of sentience, right? So Yeah, I'm... yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm sending a message to it. I'm like, um, the city is under attack. You must defend it with your life. And I'm showing images of Oriel and, and her golem <laughs> and the, the impending doom upon the city. And uh, it must do everything in its power. Uh, and yeah, that's, that's what I'm doing my turn. Yeah. So. It's going to take your bonus action, but if you're willing to give it its bonus action, you can guide it with your mind using the Mithlar to either bring it to you or to have it hunt the, the numerous um, snow golems that are heading towards the Mithlar throughout the city. If you want to send it hunting. Send it hunting, yeah. Absolutely. So you'll have to use part of your consciousness to guide it, but that's absolutely fine. That's awesome. Okay. And you can hear, all of you can hear in the distance, this like crashing as this 50 foot high blind golem, <laughs> a blind iron golem, stumbles through the city attempting to destroy these snow, snow golems. Nice. Okay, next up, Kestra. Uh, I, I feel like Kestra can like sense what Graham is doing and just looks at him and is like, nice. <laughs> um, have we got any snow golems that like, can we, can we see the Mithalar from here? So you're basically outside the tower. So you're with this like an uh, open space between the tower and the rest of the city that circles the tower. Um, that open space is about 50 foot wide. Um, so there's buildings on one side, which are all this kind of like crazy warped architecture. And then on the other side is the force field and then the tunnel that leads to the Mithalar. Have we got any snow golems near us? There's two marching towards you right now. Uh, Kestra will will take a, a blast at both of them with Eldritch Blast because her splits into two beams. Nice. Uh, the first one is 10, and the second one is 13. Sorry, I went off the snow golem page to look at the staff of power because I wasn't okay. expecting it. <laughs> okay. Uh, armor class 8, apparently. <laughs> so both hit. Now these are essentially made of snow, so your your Eldritch Blast just blasts through them, leaving this trail, this hole behind it as it as it tears through its form. But it doesn't seem to feel pain or even notice that it ha each of them has these these holes buried through them, and they march on towards you. Um, next up, we have Zelfiz. Uh, Zelfiz is going to take his action uh, to change Lady Penguin into a force ballista and he's going to take a shot with his bonus action to uh, hit one of the snow golems the nearest one <laughs> I think just nice. visually I want people to see this a tiny little penguin that rolls around on a little ball just got turned into a giant crossbow <laughs> <laughs> oh no she has she has like a gatlin tree barreled cannon that comes out there's one that's yeah. like a little mist, mist gun for healing 
There's one that's just a little <laughs> flame on the end of it for the flamethrower. The gun and there's of healing. It's always a weird concept. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, like I mean, like a mist gun for like you know, watering plants, I guess. And then yeah. there's one that's just about a foot long and slightly wider than the other barrels, which is just a force to this stuff. Cool. Roll the seven. Seven. Well, I mean, it's eight ACs. <laughs> Nearly. <laughs> <laughs> no. I was so confident with the plus five as well. It's like uh, Zelf is like sees it sail about three feet over the head of the goal. I'm like, that lady penguin kind of kicks her and goes back down with his multi tool and starts tinkering around with her because she's <laughs> obviously miscalibrated. Is there anything else you want to do with your round? Uh, no, that's my bonus action. Use the shooter is a bonus action. So that's everything gone. Okay, gone. You're before them because I think they got lower than you. Yeah, they got like six or five, I think. <clears throat> um, how far away are they? So they're, they're still thirty foot away right now. Okay, and how far away is uh, uh, Ariel? She'll arrive next round. Okay, but what distance is she away? Let me look up the rock. It's over 100 feet, I'm pretty sure. Like they, uh, The rock moves really fast. Yeah, to, to start my turn, basically, uh, around the two golems that are walking towards us, I'm going to do a... I'm going to cast Wall of Fire to surround them. 240 feet away. Wow. <laughs> it moves really fast. <laughs> a lot faster than that Chardling dragon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 60 feet. <laughs> she goes across the whole Icewind Dale in like 20 minutes, doesn't she? Being a dick. Versus us, we took us like half a day just to go from one town to another on that <laughs> stupid dragon. Yeah. Basically, when the wall appears, each area within its area must make an dexterity saving throw. On a failed saving throw, the creature takes 5d8 fire damage or half as much less successful. Okay, their speed is 10 foot, they move very, very slowly, and their dexterity is minus 2, so it's dexterity 6. So I'll make those two saves, and they are vulnerable to fire damage. So dex is um, 17 is what they need to save against. They're both going to roll that 20, because it's Joe. Yeah, two nat 20s, no, no, so 11 and a, and a 3. <laughs> so they both fail, they both take 5d8 uh, times 2, I guess, isn't it? So 10d8 damage. That should be decent, you know, hopefully. So that is actually enough to melt the two snow golems that have, uh, uh, that are walking towards you. There are others through the city, and you can hear that as uh, Graham's golem is is crashing and destroying them. Pacific but... Rim style. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the rock flies above you, blocking out the night sky for a moment with its enormous shadow. And suddenly you realize there is a creature amongst you. A nine foot tall biped with the head of a snowy owl, black talons, cloven hooves, and a grayish white wolf fur cloak. Oh no, it's actually her. Her fur covering her body from the neck down, protruding from her feathery owl's head is a pair of curved goat horns. And round her, surrounding her, is a cowl, pristine white, almost too bright to look at. This is the form of Oriel known as the cold, the cold crone, and she has landed amidst you. <laughs> <laughs> 